0: You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 608 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host. Brad Roland, I'm coming to you live now, at least at this moment in time, on Monday evening. If you missed part one of this podcast with the great Brian Schroeder, um, I recommend you go back and listen to it. We talked a little bit about the 2019 draft and some summer league stuff, etc., um, and I told you at the time it was going to be part one of two. Now, this is part two of two that you're about to listen to, in which we get into some stuff about the 2019-20 Hawks, looking ahead a little bit with some stuff on Troy Young and John Collins and Kevin Herter, et cetera, et cetera, and then we'll look ahead uh, even even further in the future with some 2020 draft thoughts at the end of this podcast. Brian is uh, far ahead of me at this point in terms of evaluating the the next draft class, and uh, you know it's never too early to start digging in, I suppose, so we did talk about that a little bit at the end of the podcast. Before we get to the audio from Brian, I want to take this second to remind you to subscribe to this podcast we've had some nice growth in the in the recent past and i really really appreciate all the new people that are buying in welcome it is uh, definitely nice to have you and uh, please subscribe to this podcast be the platform of your choice it's fantastic to do whichever one of those or all of them that you would like to apple Podcasts, stitcher um, spotify all those places Uh, if you like a, a podcast player we should be on it if we're not please let me know that. I will do my best to get that sorted out for you in the future. And also please leave feedback in the form of ratings and reviews. If you are uh, led to do so, I really, really appreciate that as well. We will be back again, hopefully, later on this week. I am on the road, as you probably can tell by the audio quality here on the podcast. But I want to stretch the podcast with Brian out in a two episodes. So here's the rest of it. So after a short break, we'll come back and uh, I'll be live with Brian. Brian, thank you again for joining me, sir. We are still recording, you and I, but this is part two of a two-part podcast if you missed part 1 go back and listen to it please we talked about the draft and summer league stuff cuz Brian was out there in Vegas like I was but uh on this pod uh, we I want to look I want to ask you about the 2019-20 Hawks cuz we're looking ahead now for the first time as we get into late July here and um you know interesting team uh, i think most of the projection systems are pegging the Hawks for like you know 32 33 wins and somewhere in the neighborhood of like 10th or 11th in the Eastern Conference uh, is that strike you as high, low, and kind of how do you how do you feel about this uh, team right now? Maybe a maybe a maybe little high,
1: maybe a little high because they they have their two good NBA players, and then Herter will probably be have a good year, and then like Alex Len is that their fourth best
0: player? <laughs> like, uh, yes, at this moment, I Alan think he Crab- probably is. I think Alex Len. Maybe probably Jabari? Player. I don't know. Jabari Jabari looked better with Washington. Like he
1: he got into shape as that season went on. He and then he was okay.
0: Let's do this right now because you you are someone who's followed Jabari's career quite closely, given uh, your ties to the Midwest. And I know you've, you you tweeted about Jabari a lot. What do you what do you make of that signing? I think I thought the player option was suicidal, but other than that, I thought the contract itself was okay. It's fine. It's fine. But it's about what he
1: about what he deserves.
0: What do what do you make of him as a player at this point in time? Obviously, we don't know that about health, but what do you think of him now? Well, the problem with Jabari is even even when he's like
1: motivated and trying, which is. Uh, not always a guarantee. Um, he's still probably bad. He's like not not good at basketball. I don't know, I don't know if they're going to start him. Is the question? I, I'm assuming not because Collins will probably it'll probably be Collins and Alex Len again. So as a like a bench scoring Jeff Green type, he's fine.
0: I'm hoping that they understand he's a power forward at this point. Um, he can't I have to threes, uh, but he can't you know, defend fours either. But he's well, okay, He bad. can't defend. He can't defend anyone. But yes, he's, he's at least big and physical. Uh, you know. The offensively, the question is what kind of shooter he is because he had a couple of years when he shot the ball pretty well. Um, mostly uncontested on threes, but last year is not was not good. And now there's a question like if he's not gonna make shots from three, like it is really tough. Uh really tough, I would say. Given all his all given his other weaknesses, including defense, where I know the Hawks are hoping he can buy in and be okay-ish on that end of the floor, but if he doesn't make threes, it's it's kind of tough
1: again with him. It's it's buying in. Doesn't matter when he just can't make reads. He doesn't know what he's doing. He never has. It's always been a problem. Yep. I agree. That was the thing. That was the thing when he was at Simeon. I was like, Oh, this guy can't play a defense at all, but he could be like Carmelo Anthony level scorer. It's like, well, he's not.
0: No, he is not. Uh, (laughs) He doesn't have the kind of dribble Carmelo did. No, I mean, he's, he's got interesting stuff offensively to be sure. Uh, But if he doesn't make threes, and doesn't defend. uh, So we'll see how that looks. I mean, he's just a backup power forward and it's fine if that's the case to be honest with you so but I wanted to ask you since i I, I know you're uh you're very familiar with what your bars work so I have that. I'm tired of watching him play basketball I don't want to anymore yeah well uh, I get to watch him play a lot this year I think hopefully so if he's healthy he'll be playing quite a bit uh but yeah you mentioned you know having obviously young and Collins are there uh what do you I mean this is a pretty general question but how how good are Young and Collins going to be? Uh, year two for Trey, year three for John. I think I'm pretty much bought in all the way on Trey.
1: At least, I mean, maybe you can't win a title with him because the defense is like terrible. But I'm pretty bought in on him as like a star level guard. I mean, Lillard's defense is bad too, and it got be- better enough to the point that they consistently in the playoffs. I think he's that kind of player. I don't know about Collins though. Like, I think I know he's good, but I remember after his rookie year. He- he kind of looked like Amari, and it's like, I don't – maybe he's not that. I don't think he's that.
0: They actually um, – they like him with the ball in his hands more than I thought they were going to, and he's been better at that, and his shooting took a step forward last year. I, I think, you know, we saw him basically be 20-10 and 10 last year as a second-year player. I think that's a reasonable expectation now looking forward. I
1: mean, I, I think he's at he's least as good as, as like Aaron Gordon, and I think he could be
0: – I think he
1: has a similar ceiling to like Marvin Bagley, which considering where they drafted him is pretty good. He's as good as those. Yeah, days. I mean I think it comes down to the, to the But that next level, level, that next step is gonna be hard for him to take. I, I was gonna like. say
0: that's the the big question for me is you know, offensively he's already very, very good. Um even if he's just the same player he was last year, he's very, very good on offense. Defensively is the big question, and we've all talked about that a lot. He did show a lot of signs, I thought, near the end of last season, but just the projection of what he is going to be defensively is the biggest the biggest uncertainty just because he's not a pro-typical center-sized player, but he also is not a power forward defensively in today's NBA. So it's like, what is he going to be defensively? Can he be? Can he play center defensively and hold up? Is the my biggest question anyway? Well, the question is, can he block shots? Which um, he, eh. he didn't do. Like, he famously did not generate any blocks and steals last season for most of the year, yeah. which was frustrating. Yeah, and like that stuff. That
1: stuff does not always. Like I, I said before, that's not doesn't mean you're a good defender, but.
0: It's funny, like when he's when he's aggressive. Like I think they were worried about him fouling a little bit last year, and that might have led to some of his um, lack of production defensively. Because when he started like fouling more, he started producing more, which is interesting. I've said this. I've said this a lot. I've said this before, mainly in defense of Jaron Jackson.
1: If you're if you're not fouling, you can't play. You're not, you not have to. There's good defender fouls at least some. Yeah, he's he's gonna have to. Um, I mean, there's gonna be some fouling going on.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, the big, the big thing about his, co- in college, he fouled at a comical level and that made it tough. Um, so I, so I, I'm sure that at some point they were like, you can't foul like that, John. And that might've taken away his aggressiveness a little bit. Um, but he, he was definitely better in like, from like February on last year, early on, it was yeah. pretty rough and I was worried. Um, but, you know, with this offense and if he's going to make shots from three and do what he's able to do offensively, he just has to be okay on defense. And I think that's that's attainable. Now, like I don't think he's ever gonna be great defensively, but if he's a guy who's averaging like twenty three and twelve and then going out and playing okay defense, that's that's a good player, obviously.
1: Yeah, it's a good player. I, I feel like that I like the Aaron Gordon comp because Aaron Gordon's another guy who kind of never the pieces never have never really come together, and that might be the problem with Collins. But but at the same time, even even those pieces would be like a nice at least like a third player. And I think it's probably what he is. I honestly feel like Herder could be the second guy. He has a, I think, he has a better chance to than, than Collins does. If they're going to be good, I mean, honestly, if they're going to if they're going to be really good, if they're going to be really good, they need a, a they need an actual second guy. But <laughs> of the guys they have now, I think Herder's got the better chance to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would lean Collins there, but I, I mean, I've, I've heard that same thing from a few different people. Um, I just think it would take. Like the ninety fifth percent outcome up for Herder for actually, that actually to happen, um, but Herder I, I do like Herder, and you know I, w- I wanted to ask about ask you about him next. But you know.
1: I think his skill set is more conducive to getting that high outcome.
0: Yeah, it's just more traditionally, definitely more traditionally conducive, just given the fact that Collins is a tweener, basically. Um, he's a very very good. tweener. Well, I mean Herder is a legit six
1: seven is the thing. It's like a little bit like I, I think Clay as far as like superstars is overrated, but clay is a star. He's a very good basketball player, even a great one. And mainly because at his size with that kind of touch, it's just really difficult to guard him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I
1: think Herder has Herder has that size and he honestly probably has that touch. Like his touch is great. He's a
0: great shooter. I he's mean, really already good. he's a full stop, great shooter. And at his size, he's not super long for his size, but if he gets stronger, I think defensively there's a path to him being very solid. Um, not as good as clay probably, but it's, um, I think he can be pretty solid on, on the floor. I mean, the funny thing—it's really hard for Colin, like, to talk about Collins in some ways because you know I'm going to tell you like he was 21 last season, averaged 20 and 10 with a 22 per and 63 percent true shooting. Like if you just said that and nothing else, it's like wow that guy's going to be a star. And uh, it's just a question of what he can do with it because production wise, it's just always going to be there. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm higher on him than you, but it's funny. I, I, I think I'm I'm somewhere in the middle now. To where Hawks fans are convinced he's going to be an absolute star, And I am not. But I'm also higher than the national guys are on him. If that makes sense. Uh, I think it's because I've seen him so much that I, I know what he's capable of doing. Like on basis. It. Well, it's
1: it's a good it's good evidence of how the paradigm has shifted. Whereas like, think about how good Corver was as like a second third year guy, and he was just yep. considered like a, a role player. It's like oh he shoots if you want that. And now Herder is like probably not as good of a shooter, but Herder like. Just the way that that's valued now in the NBA is like, well, that guy could be a star. He could provide All Star value in the way that Corver did for like nine years before he got an All Star. I mean, yeah, Hurt, Hurt uh, twenty
0: years old. I mean, he's about he's about to be, be, be twenty one, but as a twenty year old rookie, he came in and shot thirty nine percent from three on real volume, and like wasn't bad at everything else. Like he wasn't a good defender last year, but he wasn't a disaster for a rookie. Like he was okay. Yeah, um,
1: he was a very and he good could play
0: make a little bit. He can get his own shot a little bit. Like Herter is someone who's very easy to like. He was uh, he was quite good as it for especially by rookie standards last season. Yeah, I'd still. I mean, I still I still definitely in college because college is so much.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say Herder was the second most surprising good rookie. The other one was uh, was courage, Was like,
0: I was stunned by Kuroch being good. Having done tape on him before the draft, I thought he was going to be bad, and he was pretty good last year. and I was stunned by that. Yeah, Herder Herder being pretty good right away. Was a little bit surprising, especially because, you know, this is more insider so, as someone who covers the team. He was terrible in the preseason, like absolutely terrible. And early on, because he didn't he didn't have he didn't have a summer. He was hurt. He came in and was not ready to go for him to be a rotation level player. By the time he by the time, like January he got there, like even that, even the coaching staff was like stunned by that. So that, that's really encouraging for the future that he didn't have a summer and was terrible early and still like salvaged himself.
1: <laughs> trajectory. Like what's it going to look like with a full summer? Uh, it, it, those uh, it's obvious that those are the three guys right now that they're building
0: around. Oh, certainly. It's not even it's not even close. I mean, and to your point about the best player and then Hunter. Yeah, I mean, their their core right now. they're you know, people are, want to argue that spawn was part of their core before he got traded, which always made me laugh. Um, but it's uh, it's it's a it's a it's a, a five man core right now. It's it's the three guys. It's Hunter and it's Reddish because because Reddish is an, is, was was a tenth overall pick. But in terms of this, in terms of this season. I think Alex Lens pretty clearly their fourth best player, which is not a great not, not a great place to be necessarily. I mean you have guys No, that's
1: why that's why, why I recoiled at the 33 win projecting like that's the Bulls might win like 35 games. The Bulls have a lot more. Yeah, guys I mean than the the
0: thing about it is and I, I get it because last year when Collins was playing, they were like a thirty three win team, thirty four win team, something like that. And you, you people just project the internal growth, which I understand. Like you would assume that Trey and John and Kevin are all better this season. It is. It is a very bad division, to be fair. Very bad but that, that might, um But the thing is, help. they also lose Dwayne Devin, who was like legitimately really good last yeah. year. And people don't really yeah. notice that, but that's a real loss. And I mean, Torian Prince is not my favorite player in the league, but he shot thirty-nine percent from three on a huge volume last year. Like he wasn't useless. Like he, he helped you offensively, to be sure. He's probably better than Crab. Uh, oh yeah, I think he is. I mean, and, and I'm not a huge fan, but I think he is better than Crab. Um, and now, and the thing is, but they they, they made that they thing, made that know.
1: trade. They made that trade to yeah. get out of having to pay him uh, to extend Absol- him. That That's was exactly what trade. Absolutely, hundred percent true. Is a and smart move. A smart move because I wouldn't. Ex- I, I don't want to. Ex- I wouldn't want to extend Torian Prince either.
0: They didn't want. To, they didn't want to pay him, and that, that yeah. was the right choice in my opinion as well. But I mean, coming into the season, their small forward depth chart is the two rookies. Honestly. Um, because, I mean, there are guys who can play the three. Whatever it whatever is. Yeah, I mean, there are guys who can there. play the three. Obviously, you know, you could see Bembry there, some. You could see Herder there, some. You could see, um, you know, Krabs more of a two, yep. but you yep. could see potentially Chandler Parsons occasionally at the three, but he's more of a four, two at this point. Um, but regardless, like, their starting small four at OP Night probably going to be Hunter, I, I would I would imagine, because there's just not anybody else to put there. And a top five pick on a rebuilding team usually starts. Oh, sorry.
1: This is why, though, we wanted to transition to 2020. This is why I, um, when I did one, I, I just kind of like, I didn't do it mathematically. I didn't like put out records, but I just kind of projected how I think, like what I think the top 10 is going to be. And I had the Hawks at seven.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of where people are. I mean, I, I rounded up some power rankings the other day, and most people had the Hawks between like 22 and 24. So that's, you know, the eighth pick. And that's, you know, and we'll see how that goes. I mean, obviously the, the lottery comes into play, but I, I did want to ask you. You know, that, that's kind of where, where your opinion is, is for now. But, you know, looking ahead of 2020 draft a little bit, because it's uh, your way ahead of me on that, I have not done it, really anything just yet on 2020 other than the guys who were returning, which aren't that many. Um, not a great class. You know, I, I was going to say, how, how's this class? I, I've not heard the greatest things in the world. I'm not. Uh, oh, no,
1: I, I actually like this class because it, it's um, it's going to be one where I think there's going to be like eight or nine guys you probably would have been the second pick this year. If you're going by like draft guy, like. NBA loves Morant more than most of the draft people do, but like at least guys who would have been in that like Wendell Carter level prospect. Like there's just gonna be a lot of guys. like eight, at least like eight guys. Pretty much everybody in the lottery except for like Knox, Sexton, and Jerome Robinson, who was a terrible pick. By the way, not-
0: oh that pick is yeah. outrageous. Uh, I mean, without going too deep into the rabbit hole, there, I, I, that one was is that pick. might be the craziest non-Popianis pick I've ever seen.
1: The second best guard on that team on a bad ACC team. Kai Bowman was a
0: better player. I had Drew Robinson in the second round, and I was like, "Wait, I'm sorry." The same guy. Uh, he's going 13th in the draft. Um, that was. Uh, I always apologize to my Clippers friends, and they like him more than I do. But I'm like, man, that that pick was uh, malpractice. I don't know. It was bad. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, t- so 2020. Imagine if they had
1: taken. I don't know. Not even Shaman. Imagine if they had taken like anybody else there like,
0: on that team now. Like I'm trying to think of who else. That's what I mean. Like if they that that pick has like almost been forgotten because of everything that's happened. And I understand because the Clippers are in a great spot in a great spot now. But they, you know, the guys that went after him in that draft. Kair, could have taken Kevin Herter. Could have taken Okogie. Robert Williams. Mitchell Robinson. Any of that? I mean, even even like Lonnie Walk. Even even Lonnie Walker, I'd rather have. Like yeah, like Lonnie would have been. First I don't. I, I never loved Lonnie Walker, but he he. I had him way ahead of Jerome Robinson, <laughs> Anthony Simons, who was like raw, but like he's better than Jerome Robinson. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, man. Yeah, uh, that was a weird one. Uh, anyway, twenty twenty. I mean, who do you have? Is like who are your top guys in this class? I mean, pe- people. I'm, I don't think people have gotten there yet. So this this draft. The thing with this draft that's interesting is that it's it's going to be guard heavy. The thing with the, the
1: thing people need to know now is they're almost certainly, I mean, there definitely isn't going to be a Zion level guy, but there, there probably isn't going to be like a consensus number one guy, which means people are going to think it's bad. Like how 2014 was for a while when, uh, because I think, I think about halfway through that season, I, I wasn't really into the draft stuff very heavily then, but I do remember people saying like Wiggins probably isn't a good number one. Um, and, and Embiid was the guy, but then there's just like, you had no idea if he was healthy. So it's just kind of like, remember, Ju- remember Julius Randle was getting like top three hype for a while, and like, yep, uh, going to Georgia and was, and T.J. Warren was like, it was just kind of a bunch of guys. This draft's gonna be kind of like that, but it's gonna be guards, so it's gonna be better because there's more chances of getting like a lead guy. Um, the one guy who maybe has a chance to separate is uh, Ant Man, Anthony Edwards, who is going to Georgia, who because he just like power athlete like super power athlete if he is like a good passer at all i think he'll be the number one guy because right now he just kind of looks like a slasher gets to the rim a lot he plays like he's bigger than harden is it's terrifying he's huge he he, he looks like a defensive tackle um like physically he's just big if zion didn't exist he would be like this weird outlier of like power and strength and speed um but he, he if he has any feel at all i think he'll pull away but if he doesn't he might just be like a Big Rodney Stuckey, which is so. Bad. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> Maybe weird. not the best. I was not expecting to hear Rodney Stuckey's name today. That's uh, that's that got me. But he right now he's my number one guy. But um, if he's not, yeah, I'm I'm you know I'm ready to drop him if he's not actually good. Um, like Denny Avdi is good. He's on a guard, but he can't shoot. Is the problem? He's like a Luka Doncic prototype who cannot shoot.
0: That's not which is a weird. Great, but yeah,
1: he's he's good. At he's good. At, he's, good at, he's very good at defense. He had like five blocks in a, a U twenty game because he, he's like six ten. Sure. So maybe more like maybe more like Turkaloo, but no, Cole Anthony's the guy who's going to get a lot of a lot of buzz because he's just really good. Nico Mannion's really good. He's kind of like a Trey-ish guy. RJ Hampton went to the NBL, uh, reclassified, and like uh, maybe is an elite scorer. You know, not really sure. But um, uh, the, the, the three guys I'm actually the, well, I don't actually I don't know, I'm not that big of a fan of Kellian Hayes, but he's very intriguing because he's six five. Um, and he really does just play and shoot and dribble like D'Angelo Russell. Like it's just, he just looks like him when he plays. He even shoots like 19 foot floaters like Russell does that go in sometimes. You're like, well, that was weird. Um, but the, the two, the two guards I'm a big fan of are Tyrese Maxey going to Kentucky. who's just basically, basically Kyle Lowry. He's basically a Kyle Lowry clone. Um, and then Theo Maladon, who is, I guess, a Drew Holiday clone. Like these are all, you can't, doing one, one one-to-one comps is always bad, but that's like the type of player. It like a 6'5", kind of combo guard, pass, finish. And then Maxi's like 6'3", and really strong. But all those guys would all have been... And then Trey Jones is coming back. So there's another guard. But all, I think all those guys would have been at least as good... Probably, they're better prospects than Garland were. And he was the fifth pick, so... Yeah, it tells you um, uh, a lot about that. Um, uh, a lot of guards. And then um, James Wiseman's here. I'm
0: not a James Wiseman fan. People are very split on James Wiseman, by the way. I've already figured that out. I can't wait to watch him more. But um yeah, I mean there's there's some people that are like, oh, he's number one pick. And then there's like draft draft people like yourself are like, Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> no. So it's uh I can't wait to watch him, honestly. He loves he loves jumping at every pump fake.
1: when you're not very fast and you can't bend your knees, that's bad. Um but I don't know. he also just has like He's gonna get that like big man thing where he can shoot like uh well like Aiton got or like Embiid got. Remember when Embiid got that in high, in college? Oh yeah. Like, he can shoot it's like he can shoot free throws. Like he really shouldn't be shooting threes. I mean, you can you have him shoot some. You want everyone to shoot some threes, but sure. Um, but people people confuse that and they confuse Towns. They're like this They're same level of shooter. It's like no, Carl Towns is probably the best seven foot shooter who's ever lived already. And i i I'm, I'm saying that with Dirk in mind. Because Dirk wasn't running off screens and doing, like, 32-foot bombs. <laughs> Cat, is, Cat is an amazing shooter. Like, one of the best... Like, one of the... And it, he shoots... The way he shoots with his... Like, that's the only reason he's an all-star. <laughs> People know that, right? Like, he's not good enough anything else to really merit his position. But he's such a
0: good shooter that he really has crazy value. He can really shoot. There is no question at all. He really, really shoot about that. So... I mean, because I'm gonna just I'm gonna ask the questions that Hawks fans are thinking this, I'm sure. Because and this is the second straight draft, this is the case. Because the Hawks already have their lead guard, um, it becomes interesting. Um, this year, it was like you could pretty much cross off three guys that were projected top eight picks yeah. for the Hawks because they just can't take any of them. That's going to apply next year too. Yeah, I mean
1: Edwards Edwards might be a two, so he he could he could be a wing. So I, I don't know if I really count him. That's that's really the question with him going into this college season. It's like what is, is what he? is he?
0: Yeah, yeah. Is he a wing? Is he a guard? Is he? I've heard that. I've heard the same thing. I mean, no, I mean he's the guy. I think I'm going to be able to see the most because he's at Georgia. I'll probably even be able, to go, be able to go see him in person a couple times. So I'm planning to do that this year because it's just easy to get out, to get over and then, there. Ray- Rayshon um,
1: Hammons is a is a draft guy too, maybe.
0: Yeah. So I mean, just give me a reason, like play, especially if like if they're playing anybody anybody else, like if Sky Lewis is in town with Florida, I'm like okay, I'll go over to Athens. We'll see, Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, so you can ask me like, what guy, like,
1: what? Because I think Maxi would be the guy if you're if they like if if, so they get like the fifth pick and all the other. Yeah, who's
0: like who's the best Hawks fit? That's like a reasonable guy that's in the lottery. Like who who would Uh, be just like pick your favorite Hawks fit of anybody that's in this class, knowing full well that a lot's gonna change.
1: I'm 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 actually kind of liking the Maxi pitch. The Maxi pick right now, I kind of like actually. Because he's just so good at defense, he could be like the second guard. Um, but no, I, I would say probably Avdia would be the guy because he's a wing and he's six nine and like can create. And he—it's sh- weird. He looks like he can like he makes shots that look good. But uh, the last like three months, he's been like twelve percent from three. He's been like terrible. He hasn't had any shots. He just—I think he, he was like three for thirty from three in the, in the FIBA thing just recently. Um, and even and they're in the finals by the way cuz he's good enough at everything else and they have a couple other guys who are playing out the of the under 20s um but he he's like an elite passer for his size and a good rebounder, good defender, can slash and score a little. He could be he he has a better uh, he be, could be the second guy. Um I mean RJ Hampton could be just be a scoring two. I might take a Marcilla but I realize that another big would not be super enticing. Jane McDaniels will get but he'll get talked about. I don't know if he's that good. I don't know how good he actually is. Yep. Uh he's going to Washington. Brother of Jalen. His brother his brother's Jalen. Yeah. The brother of Jalen. Um he's he's another guy who's getting the cause he's like six ten and can shoot off the dribble and is really skinny. He's like, next to It's like, well no. Oh God.
0: He's not. Please don't do that.
1: There's only one there's only one next to Rand and he's not gonna be in the NBA for three more years, so that's Imani Bates, of course.
0: Yes, uh, that that one is the first time I've heard people say it with, with like some actual conviction. I mean, the, I,
1: I say that I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but also Imani shoots like Durant. Like he's the only guy who has that weird like fling shot I've seen. Yeah, um, I don't know if you know this. I'll, I know this is a Hawks podcast, yes, but uh, apparently, uh, Michigan and Michigan State are actually talking to him because there's a chance he may go to college. I would. I would classify. really
0: appreciate if Money Bates wanted to come to Ann Arbor for like six months. That'd be fine with me.
1: Well, did you know that his father is old friends with Juwan Howard?
0: Uh, I had heard that because I'm a weird Michigan person. But yes, I've, yeah. I've been following a little bit of the uh, of the rumblings there. That um, could, so it could happen. I would. I oh, would appreciate I mean, that. It'd be fun.
1: If somehow, if somehow the Hawks get like the 14th pick, they should just take Franz Wagner. <laughs>
0: I would be all, all on board with some Oh, well, I think, well, I think I'd
1: think actually be good enough to be taken there because I think he's pretty good.
0: Josh he's Green would good, good guy in that slot. Oh, I was going to ask you before I forget. Um, I think I know the answer, but uh, is there anybody returning that played college basketball last year that might be a top-10 pick? Uh, Trey Jones, maybe, if he shoots. Is he, is he, your, is he your number one guy if, if he just learns how to shoot? Yeah, if you want to I mean
1: my number one guy is Halliburton, but I don't think he's gonna be taken.
0: Oh yeah, he's weird. He's weird enough to be word. a guy that you
1: like <laughs> the NBA. does not does not love me. I love Tyrese Halliburton.
0: Well it's like it was the THT thing. People were like there were draft people that really loved him. I'm like, he wasn't gonna go very high, and he didn't go very high. Because it's just no. he's just too weird. Um it might work, but and Halliburton, Halliburton I actually is better, by the way. Halliburton's better than Tor- before I before I get anybody response to me, Halliburton is better than Horton Tucker. Uh, I will say that. Yes. But uh, he's still kind of a weird prospect.
1: Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I have them. So I had I had uh, their two first round picks. I had them taking Wiseman at seven, and I had them taking Halliburton at twenty one. I'm sure that'll change a hundred
0: more times before the draft. Oh, it will. That's, how, that's I just did. Way. I just
1: did one. If I was after the uh, Westbrook trade, I was like, wow, that's a lot of traded first round picks. I should do a mock draft, and then I just did one.
0: Yeah, um, that's what but, you uh, do.
1: That's uh, you just produce. Coffee. Halliburton with Atlanta would make me very happy. Oh, Lamella Ball.
0: I don't know where to put him. Yeah, what do you make about what do you, what do you make of LaMelo Ball? Because like I've only I will be the first person to say I have no idea. Um, but people do like him as a real player. Trey, Trey Young just said he should be a top three pick, but it's like I don't know how much of uh I mean, like yeah. Julian
1: Hayes Trey has watched. Right. That's um, what I mean.
0: Like I mean, all I have to say, I have heard like Lamilla Ball is not a joke. Like he's gonna be he's a good prospect. That's kind of all I know about yeah. him is that he's a real prospect, unlike his unlike LiAngelo, who was never a real prospect. Um, yeah, Lamello yeah. a real prospect. I put
1: him at thirty. I put him at thirty just to be like he's probably should be in the first round. I just don't know. I don't know what to do with him, so
0: it's kind of a placeholder spot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at your mock now that you were talking about. I think I see four returning players in the first round. Uh, Killian Killian Tilly, who, my, my son Killian Tilly, who I love, and uh, Cassius Winston, who I'm not supposed to like. Five, Fenちら, no, State. six. Sorry, who else Tilly, Killy, Dejan Giroux. Oh yeah, I missed that. And, uh, Halliburton, Halliburton, and Trey Jones, and Devin Vassell. Oh, yep yeah, there he is. Okay, good. So I I count which is, and then my, uh, my most
1: my most powerful son Devin
0: Vassell, and then Keita I don't know if and, he's uh, actually, which is interesting. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, so, be, there'll be there always be a guy or two we don't see coming that returns. That usually is what happens. Um, but. Freshman, yeah, I'm trying freshman to get everywhere ahead. as always. It makes it, it makes my job harder because I just don't have time to watch high school kids for the most part. Like once I find out who's going to be good, I'll go back and watch them a little bit from high school to get a real perspective. But most of what I am able to do is college. So for now, I'm like kind of in the <sighs> dark. And yeah,
1: Kyra Lewis could be a could be a, a guy who jumps up. Um, he was ineligible to be drafted this year, so he didn't even. I think he went to the combine, but he was not like he had to leave because yeah. he was too young. Um, he's interesting, Jalen Pickett. Grant Wheeler, there's just a bunch of guards. There's a lot of guards this year. Dasun Mu, Devin Dotson, Miles Powell. I'm not a Marcus Howard guy. Like he's a good college player. I just he's too small. I am not either. Yeah, he was not going to be a thing for like, me to be declared. The same problem I had with Carson Edwards, which I, I still believe those are problems. That's why he was in the top twenty pick. But like Carson Edwards is almost four inches taller than Marcus Howard. Like at a certain point, you're just too small.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, Kaylee was not the biggest Edwards fan, but. I, I think he' still fell too far like I would have taken him in the 20s like I, th- I thought the the, the love-
1: fine, yeah. I had him like 27 I think
0: so. yeah i mean the the love fest went too far during the tournament when he just got like bubonic people only saw him play once and saw him hit eight threes or whatever i'm like oh yeah he's he can really shoot hit um some of some possible threes like Yeah. i dumb. mean and honestly he is that kind of shooter like he's a really good shooter yeah, um, yeah. but that's kind of all he can do for now yeah i mean much. It's off movement, so it really helps. But I, I'm not sure he's ever going to be a starter in the NBA, which is I'm, – I'm a liver, I'm
1: a Livers guy also. I think he'll be like a top 40 pick
0: probably. That's Isaiah Liver from Michigan, by the way, yes. uh, just for translation sake. Um, okay. I mean that's – we've done a little bit of a primer. I, I knew I could count on you to prime a little bit for 2020 because I am not there yet. But it's time to start thinking about it because it's July and what else is going on? Nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean I I'm I'm starting to get back into I took a few weeks off from watching high school games. I'm watching some more watching some more Isaac Okoro, who I love. Uh watching some more I watched some more Maladon the other day. Just, you know, getting into it. Kai Jones, I'm a good Kai Jones guy. He's he's good. Wendell Moore, Romeo Weems, all those guys. Lots of guys.
0: And uh, the talent is spread out a little bit more this year in college, which is going to be helpful. Like, it, not, not, I mean, Duke has still yeah. a lot of talent. Obviously the teams that have talent always have talent, but it's not like you could just watch Duke and that be your entire NBA draft watching. Yeah. Uh, like
1: Duke, yeah Duke's not going to have like, they're, they're not going to have like the elite guys. I don't think like, they're going like to be Anthony good. Harris, I mean,
0: Georgia, Georgia has a, no, has a number one prospect. <laughs> that doesn't really Memphis happen. Has
1: a, Memphis has the other number one prospect.
0: And uh, Memphis is going to be loaded because Penny is doing Penny stuff. But, uh, I mean, Memphis is on the top. Is definitely a top five team to watch if you're watching the draft. They have a lot of guys. Michigan State's the
1: best team right now, honestly. That's Michigan State's gonna be the best team, I think.
0: And yet they have uh, no one that might be. I mean, they have a couple guys who could be first round picks, but no one that's definitely gonna be a first round pick. They 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 could have the two best upperclassmen,
1: and then they could have one of the better breakout sophomores in Aaron Henry, and they could have a good like an underrated freshman in Rocket Watts. But yeah, they're not gonna have like a top. I don't think they don't have a a lottery pick
0: on the roster. I don't think probably not. Um, No. So, but yeah, I agree. They're going to be stacked, which makes my heart sad because Michigan State. Um, but I mean, Michigan got friends. Yeah. That was the best possible outcome for Michigan. Um, we're off the rails at this point, but that's just what happens in <laughs> July. Uh, well, Brian, we've done enough. i will catch you too long. I know you have to go to work as well. So uh, please plug yourself. We've been talking about your Patreon and your uh, mock draft that's been out. But anything else you got going on? Are you writing for Dime some more as well? I saw. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did my three this month. I got to figure out what I'm doing next month. I have no idea. Um, I'm doing Patreon stuff now. I, I did. I just put out an RJ Barrett thing on Patreon, but just like giffing a lot of his summer league stuff. I'm going to do it with, like Clark, I think maybe a couple other guys. And then at some point I'm gonna do like a big. I was gonna do like a, a uh, power conference by power conference college thing. I think I might just do because I'm thinking about this even before we mentioned it. Just do the 50 best freshmen or like international, like new guys, you know, guys who are eligible this year, guys and then like watch. the 50 best, the 50 best returners. That, I, I would,
0: I would listen. I am, I am your target audience. And I would read that. So I think I I'm gonna do like
1: do those two pieces. sometime – probably closer to like October. I, you know,
0: people... Yeah, it's it's still it's still too early. I think, um, in fact, like you know, doing podcast content in late July because if the NBA is so dead right now, um, August is all, August is always a wasteland unless Kyrie, unless Kyrie gets traded. Um, <laughs> but July, I mean, it just ended so it ended so early this year. Like we're not even in like, July. was it July? Is it July twenty? Yeah, July twenty first today, and it's just already. Yeah, it's
1: uh whew. And and the it's free awesome. agent's like the only prominent free agent who's out there is Dwight, and he's not going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah, the last podcast I did before you and I, um, Jeff Siegel and I talked about the free agent market for the Hawks because the Hawks still have these two spots open and a two-way contract. And it's like, let's go talk about all the names. I wrote down a list of names and it's like, oh man, there's like 30 guys on this list and none of them are fun. Like Trey Burks fa- is my favorite target for the Hawks right now. If that tells you anything? Because um, <laughs> they need a point guard more than anything. He's not the best player available, that's, but he uh, is the most that's realistic that's for the Hawks. Say again? Is it Pat Stauskus? Uh, he's available. I didn't, I'm not sure we talked about He's available though. Uh, Zach Irvin's still out there. Yeah. Come on. Oh, geez. Uh, Zach Irvin, two way contract. Come on down. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the guys who are the most famous, that are still available in the market. Like Dwight, Lance, people like that. I, I, I obviously don't want any part of. You should both be out and, of the league. You uh, should
1: both be blackballed in the league.
0: I totally agree. Um, and everybody else is either definitely signing with someone good. Like we, we recorded that podcast b- before Corver signed in Milwaukee, but like everyone knew he was going to Milwaukee or Los Angeles. So it's like, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> it wasn't like he was actually a free agent to ninety percent of the league. So yeah, it's it's really barren. But uh, this is why we talk about draft stuff in in July. And I, I appreciate you coming on, man. Please please follow Brian at Cosmos on the old Twitter machine for mm-hmm. content and video game stuff. And what else do you put? What what, what else do you tweet about? Basketball, I mean, video I'm, games. I'm watching
1: a lot of wrestling lately, but it's Japanese wrestling. wrestling. Right at two in, in the morning, me. so nobody cares. <laughs>
0: That's uh, it's probably the best way. Uh, hide your, your non sports takes at like three in the morning, so nobody gets mad at you for sir like, sir. The, you
1: the New Japan Pro Wrestling is a sport. <laughs> if you if they hear you say that they will beat you up
0: <laughs> sorry my apologies to everybody that i uh, offended just now um <laughs> uh, but anyway thanks man i really appreciate you giving me all this time please go back listen to part one this is part two that we're signing off of now but uh anything you want to plug before you out of here man is that it
1: i mean the, the patreon stuff at Check patreon out the patreon.
0: i am a page, i am a patreon of brian so i can say this with full confidence it's worth, it's worth your time and investment so there you go
1: your one dollar
0: um, or five dollars whatever you want what you want really, to give Brian? To I don't, do, I don't do tiers. The
1: tiers is weird. I feel like people who create a lot of stuff do, do tiers, but I don't I don't only do like three things a month. So
0: no point to there it. You go. It's worth it. Follow Brian. Uh, thank you again, sir, for joining me. We'll have to do it again in the very near future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As for everybody else, please subscribe to this podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast. Be the platform of your choice. And we'll see everybody later on in the week.